Listen, if you didn't have anxiety before this movie, you're bound to after it. Let us explain. So what we do on Let Us Explain is dive deep on something that we can't stop thinking about for other people who can't stop thinking yes, about sir. that thing, too. That means we'll be talking about anything and everything, including spoilers. So you might want to wait until after you've seen Uncut Gems to watch this segment or not, if that's mm-hmm. your thing. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about Uncut Gems, stay with us, because before we jump into the spoiler zone, we're going to talk more generally I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he wants KG on points, he wants KG on rebounds, and the Celtics to win. It's Arturo Zurita! Wow, Zach, I didn't know you were still... What's the line you keep telling me from the movie? (laughs) I've never... Also joining us, she's never resurfaced anything! It's Amanda the Jedi! This has to be the most quotable movie. This has to be the most quotable movie. That's been Zach's go-to line from the trailer. Mine has been too. So always talking to his wife, and he wants to convince her to say something. He's like, "Come on, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it." And she goes, "All right." Under one condition, he goes, "Please just say it. what. What's up?" He's just like so quick. He's so scummy at what he says, and then obviously the one with Kevin Garnett where he goes, "This is how I win, Kevin. This is how I win. This is my NBA." I love it. Uh, As you've seen, we've been talking about it all week. The Trinity Goals Parasite Uncut Portrait. We just got out of uh, having a lovely discussion about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Go watch it. It's fantastic. Zach. The best Passover movie of the year. Let's talk about it. (laughs) The most Jewish movie I've maybe ever seen. His pitch to me was that. Yeah. With a bagel in his hand. We, I kid you not, ate bagels before watching this movie in Toronto. Toronto, do do they even sell bagels? We're at a bagel shop. It's not New York. It's not like it's It's not like New York York sell bagel. You have to understand. Is look, I'm from Chicago. I'm not gonna. I will fight about pizza, but we're not fighting bagels. That's a New York thing. (laughs) But before uncut gems, I mean, this is a movie with Kathy Coleman. This is a movie. Come on, (laughs) this is a movie where they all sit down to Passover. Yep, it's great. We we had to get gluten in us. But it's not just how Jewish it is. That's why I love this movie. There's so much about this movie that's great. Uh, the new movie from the Safdie brothers, who Woo. most recently brought us Good Time with Robert Pattinson, which was a big critical hit last year. I know it made it my favorite movies of the year list. I know it made Art's favorite movies of the year list. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if Amanda's seen it. Maybe she'll I did, yeah. No, very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's the latest from them with Adam Sandler now in the lead role. He plays... A uh, diamond dealer in New York City's Diamond District who is kind of constantly juggling these gambling debts he has all over town. This is a movie that uh, just has a lot of kinetic energy. Once you hit the ground, you start running with this movie. Yes, sir. There's so much dialogue happening. Yes, sir. It's a constant cacophony of sounds. Art, uh, what stood out to you about Uncut Gems? Uh, How long is the movie? Uh, the minutes two hours between, minutes. Two hours yeah. So the the everything in between the zero hour mark and that time right there, <laughs> you pitched it to me as this being like, oh, because we had just seen Waves together in the exact same theater, uh, and that was a very energetic movie as well. It does mm-hmm. not stop. Uh, a lot of people walked out of this one, I'm sure, and we've heard a lot of people walking out of Uncut Gems as well. It not being their cup of tea, it being too loud, yada 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 yada, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, we had like an entire row, like of, to be fair, older yeah. people in front of us left. It's one of those things where it's like the pitch to this movie. It th- everything Zach just said about it being unrelenting and it won't stop is either going to make you go, I'm good. It's going to make right. you go, let's go. I was so excited for this movie. He had pitched it to me as all these different things. Zach saw it twice. 
when we were at Toronto. I just had to see it again. Zach, it, tell them it, how tell them how your schedule went. It went. It, first movie? I, my first movie was Uncut Gems, and my last yes. movie was Uncut Gems. I arrived in Toronto, and I went before before I did anything else. I went to see Uncut Gems. Oh, I wow. saw Uncut Gems on my last day and drove back to New, New Jersey. Straight <laughs> to the Diamond District, he went to New York. Uh, I absolutely love that. I think it's better than Good Times. Uh, I have been calling it a lot like, uh, not everyone may agree, but again, it's not the exact same comparison when you say uh, Peel is the new Hitchcock, I feel these boys are the new Tarantinos in the style. Uh, obviously, they're not going to have the exact same uh, <laughs> movies, yeah. but in the terms of that fast-talking, those indie dudes who are coming out of nowhere and killing the festival circuit the way Tarantino did in the beginning of the 90s, that's what these guys have coming here. They heard Tarantino's retiring. They said, thank you for your service. We got it from here, sir. <laughs> this movie feels like their Pulp Fiction in its themes. In the way that it's this grimy story and it's despicable, but it's not condoning anything that happens within it. No, it's a perfect no. tale. We keep talking about the ending. We don't want to spoil what the final shot is. Right. But the final shot it's is incredible. Head, uh, okay. it's, it's a perfect circle. You hate it, but you got to love it at the same time, in my, in, in my opinion. Uh, I want right. to talk about the acting. Or uh, if you want to break down more of the story or if you want to go to the acting. Well, I was because... just going to say that the mo- the way the movie un- envelops, it, it kind of, you feel everything bleeding into each other. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's just this energy to it. Uh, he makes one decision that re- leads to another bad decision. And it, it's a, the movie is the constant... Uh, the constant ramifications of his bad yeah. impulses. But then you find out that before the movie even started, he's already made like 70 other horrible decisions that just keep rolling back into the story yeah. as he's right. going. Like you probably could very easily have started this movie a week before in his life or two weeks before in his life and, and it would, would have the same. the same chaos around him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that chaos is really embodied in the sound, as we mentioned, in that oh I don't I think it. there's any line in this movie that's like, a hundred percent pristine and clear with no other sound around it. There's I love always it. like the sound of the TV in the background, yeah. or the sound of, of or people other people talking. in the store, or oh. your relatives arguing. Yeah, and like, yeah, people ugh. people talking over each other. You know, it's people New York. don't stop to listen to each other yeah. in this yep. movie. It's wild. It was hard to it. watch on that because like I've gotten better at it, but like I used to really struggle with anything. Not struggle, but it's just like it's anxiety inducing. Oh yeah, like because it's trying to make you feel like they feel. Because you're trying you to feel be like, like you're living totally life works in that yeah. It's trying to make you feel like I'm trying to express something and no one's listening to me, and you feel that watching this movie. Because yep. like things can make you feel physically claustrophobic in a movie. This just from the dialogue is what I keep yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. I felt anxiety and claustrophobia. Exactly the same way that things are framed when you have something in the forefront, and you have characters in the background. You can see the dialogue doing that. You're yeah. hearing the conversation you're supposed to be listening to, but if you tuned it out, you can hear Kevin Garnett in the back talking to um, our other... Uh, Julia Fox yeah. or, Ke- or uh, Lakeith Stanfield. La- Lakeith Stanfield. You'll hear him pitching something in the back, and it's like, I can literally rewatch this movie and choose who I want to listen to. Yeah. The exact same way you can rewatch a scene and pay attention to the Easter eggs in the back in a Pixar movie. Yeah. They have right. Easter eggs in terms of dialogue in this yeah. movie. And it's not like a generic murmur. Like a lot of movies have like, oh, you're at a party. You can nah. hear people talking in the background. But no, it's like every single thing is a genuine conversation that they would have been writing lines for them. So here's a really big thing because Zach and I have seen a lot of complaints for the movie calling it gibberish and there's just all these different <laughs> things. No, no, no. If It rewards you if you're listening to a conversation in the back. There is like storylines, like a BoJack Horseman type of like progression that happens with like a storefront in the back. Yeah. Someone will say something and later on it's either uh, something that was mentioned by a main character that gets resolved in the background as a punchline. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's funny. Did you hear what he said? 
Yeah. He was mentioning the, the Furby thing. They've just yeah, brought it up in the yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. The or Furby one thing, of my yeah. favorite ones is uh, the cousin who wants to get the <laughs> the signatures of Kevin Garnett. Yeah. But that's not the struggle in that scene. That's no. just a side plot. He's doing that. It's like, oh, while he's, he's happy tr- he got the signatures. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, yeah. it's one of those movies that whenever a character shows up on screen, you know that the directors mm-hmm. have an idea for that guy's full life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yes. nobody who shows up and is just there to to tell Adam Sandler some plot. Yeah. They all have their own thing going on. Like, I think about the guys that he pawns the Celtics championship ring. They already to. hate him. <laughs> they yeah, already... they, yeah. They're tired of his antics. They've been through this with him before. It's so funny. But, but yeah, it's like, you Kevin, Kevin, from... come here. Kevin, Kevin, come here. <laughs> Kevin. You know? Yeah, it's so, it's so funny. I want uh, you and, to win, you know, Kevin. We're mentioning how funny it is. And it's not funny in terms of, like, joke lines but it's funny in terms of these situations they find themselves in the yeah. relatable ways you see how they they try to spin it uh adam sandler's character is constantly you know taking pictures of ca- of cash that he has to try and prove to Flaunting people that he it, has yeah. money that he's about to go spend somewhere <laughs> else away, he really yeah. walks out of a place where he just pawns somebody else's belonging shows a picture of the money <laughs> Yes, and he's like, "Look, I got your money for Look you. It's what fine. I got." He literally <laughs> holds the picture will last longer than the money in his hand. Yeah, he just yeah, wastes absolutely. money like crazy. It's insane, and I think that's the yeah. part that gets a lot of audiences because you're not going to tell me none of us have looked at him and gone. We could say we know someone like him, but sometimes we've been him. Yeah. <laughs> And this is just he, he, he's taking he's taking chances. He's betting on himself, and you know sometimes you you. You make so frustrated. There was audible uh, grunts in the audience, one in particular. And it was funny seeing Zach watch it again because he's just waiting for everyone. Because you know everyone's going to go once he makes a decision to do something again. And you go, You're like, No! Oh! It's solved! You have it. It is one of those movies. It's one of those movies where you watch the character make a decision and you go, like oh, and in, not in a way that's bad. Yeah. It's it's in a way that you understand, mm-hmm. but you just see him making so many like mistakes it can be in bad. And yeah. then somehow he's so sly. He finds you after going, "What an idiot." <laughs> Maybe though, is he right? He gets you. He somehow finds a way. The same way, and I don't want to get her character wrong. Uh, Lucy, um, his side chick. Who he has. Oh, Julia. Julia, 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 who I believe has a whole nother connotation. We're, we're going to be talking about Kevin Garnett. We're going to be talking about The Weeknd being in this movie as well. And in particular, uh, I want Zach to cover the whole like space of it being in 2012 in New York. Uh, because it, 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 there's, I love how they got the express written consent of the NBA. So you get, if you follow sports, the entire thing is going to be funny on a level that won't reach other people. But at I the had same to time, stop I was... and be like, did this happen? Right, like I was trying right. to remember people who were on the 2012 Sixers. <laughs> yeah, I was looking over at him. I was like, "Is this actually a day in the life of Kevin Garnett?" Yeah, seriously. Because yeah. then, as Zach was saying, is the weekend having, like this? Uh, exactly. <laughs> with stories that each character has, it makes you wonder: Are these family members to the Safties? There's a certain <laughs> point when you're looking at it from the perspective of the children, which I think are covered beautifully. You mm-hmm. don't even realize he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Till like yeah. halfway through the movie because yeah. that's how he treats his daughter. There's a whole conversation between him and her when she's like, stop pretending like you're a dad. You're never there. Can yeah. I go now? Yeah, I was like, I, I didn't even know you were part of this movie, to be honest yeah, with you. Seriously. You came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But when he has that scene with his son, when it deals with coming to the uh, apartment, mm-hmm. they hold on the son for a little bit and it felt, is that the origin of this movie? 
Were they with an uncle? Right. Were they with a dad? Were they with something? And they've spoken about how they were very much invested in the Diamond District and this part of New York growing up because they had oh, family wow. members in it. And that's what this movie... That's why I feel this movie feels so authentic to yeah. them. But like you said, yeah. it makes you wonder, is this an actual event? Was this yeah. a movie? I believe, I believe that character, the child's character's name is Benny, for what it's worth. Holy... <laughs> that just makes you wonder, right? That adds a whole other element to it, man. Yeah. So uh, you briefly wanted to, wanted to divert into the performances. Should we talk about the performances a bit here? Yes. Uh, and how they're mixed between professionals and a lot. Not yeah, just something the that the Safdie brothers uh, have done throughout their films is cast a lot of non-professional actors. Mm-hmm. And here they do it in a way that's really intriguing because, they, like we mentioned before, they got Kevin Garnett playing himself. Playing himself. Yeah. A fictionalized version of himself and a really good performance, like kind mm-hmm. of self-effacing, uh, making fun of that intensity that I he's need known it. for. Yeah. I need the stone. How much money do we have? Yeah. <laughs> not enough, Mr. Garnett. I need it. I will not win the playoffs without, without it. it. I was like, mm-hmm. to have him say that. Uh, but we got The weekend showing up as himself, Adina Menzel showing up and the role of Adam Sandler's wife. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I found was hilarious. Mike Francesa, who, if you're from this area in New York, you know as the W fan sports talk radio guy. He plays Adam Sandler's wife. Like, why? Oh, you know? that's who that is. Okay. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield's really great in this, but really it comes down to Adam Sandler pulling mm. this all together, being yeah. in the center role. Just being completely un—you uh, can't look away from him. Exactly. He's so charismatic, even though he's such a scumbag. It's what he's always wanted, and now he like achieved it. You know, it's like he gets everyone to vibe with him, like he does. He's able to tick off Julia, but then at the same time, she's like, oh, "I just can't. I'll do anything," and she really does yeah. at every at every point. Uh, and he plays Baby his family, and he plays everyone, yeah. including himself. Because even like uh, as Zach had mentioned, it gets very intriguing when you start seeing that it's not just outsiders, it's not just outside mobsters. They're inter. He's having Passover seders with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was the thing. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like how how scummy can this man be when it when it even becomes a betrayal of family and stuff. Uh, right. But again, I think that all plays into the themes. Not condoning it in a way, but like being overly skeptical of this man and seeing the repercussions that he has and how things yeah. can uh, become a vicious circle. Yeah. Uh, I really like how they're able to again, like you said with Kevin Garnett in the weekend. Uh, not necessarily poking fun at themselves, but being able to treat the non-professional actors, which also included a lot of people working in the shop, which also included a lot of people outside because they wanted them to be authentic whenever they were interacting with stuff. And a lot of the scenes that they caught, people didn't even know they were in a movie. Sometimes you can even see people staring at the camera, but that's because they're catching things on the fly. And I was like, wow. And they do a really good job. uh, Some of the scenes with The weekend, which I know I continue to get questions for in this movie. How long is he in there for? He's in there as like a cameo almost. Yeah. He gets yeah. talked about a lot. But it's like Kevin Garnett has an actual role. He's the an actual role. cameo. Yeah. And uh, the weekend is like the, the worst person in this. I was like, why <laughs> yes. would you do- so many people That's are gonna watch this so and intriguing. think it's a real story I and they're gonna think you're him a for dick. doing that. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love it. it for doing that. Specifically because one of the other things, if you like sports, you're gonna see a whole other side to this movie. But I think if you follow music with the uh, weekend side, but also with the Julia Fox character, who I was mm-hmm. telling them, I was like, yo, she reminds me of a, of a influencer. Uh, also going by the name of Julie, uh, yeah. who's very big into that scene as well, and would have crossed paths with The Weeknd. So I don't know if this is him also making fun of that. Yeah. Because That's she works I mean. with a lot of rappers, well, looks a lot like who Julia Fox is playing, also named Julia. And I was like, yo, these guys are really smart. They leave a lot of things in there. 
the Safties are just waiting to see if you know it, you know it. Yeah. Is this like an altered history, but like modern? Is this like a Tarantino trick, but like now? That's current? why I'm saying they're good with yeah. the Tarantino. They said, Tarantino, go have your baby. Congratulations <laughs> on the marriage. We got you, bud. It, it, I mean, it is kind of impressive the ways that the Safties are able to integrate some elements of culture that I don't think we normally see in this context. Uh, yeah. You know, there's like a really funny moment where Kevin Garnett is trying to, uh, you know, get the stone from Adam Sandler's character, Howard. And uh, they agree that if Kevin Garnett posts a picture on his Instagram, yep. that that's like how he'll get paid. And mm-hmm. it's, it's those kinds of little bits of uh, recognizable moments that are like very much of our world mm-hmm. that I think help cement this cement this in reality. Whether it's the mm-hmm. stuff, the trips to the pawn shop, whether it's the way that he goes about gambling, uh, whether it's the the diamond encrusted Furbies and the way that everybody reacts yeah. to them in the movie. Yeah, it's so I mean, funny. It's it just a, you can tell these are guys who like they have a perspective and they have a distinct eye for for the modern world. And they've been uh, so doing this really for a while. Watch their movies. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite performance out of? Oh, I can't even say that. Who was your favorite secondary character? Because obviously, I think Adam Sandler's gonna scoop for everyone. I've been pushing as him being the best actor. That said, I have yet to see what Zach. Marriage Story and with Adam, Adam Driver. Driver, and now that, that performance and the hype that I've been hearing it. You know, I'll be seeing that in a couple weeks. But as of now, I really have him as being my favorite performance. Uh, I know a lot of people are pushing for Joaquin Phoenix, another person I hope gets nominated, but I truly think he just swept it away. We'll see what Adam Driver does. But in terms of secondary characters, you got Lakeith Stanfield. I do think Julia Fox did a fantastic role. She has some yeah. great one-liners great. on it. I think um, this is her feature debut, too, so she's really good in it. Yeah, I like I think she may be the Julia that I'm telling you about, the influencer. I have no idea. Uh, Idina Menzel also does a fantastic like job. She's the hilarious. Yeah. She kind of plays that, like, she's very so, Jewish mother, yeah. too. And she's just so, so yeah. jaded. But then you get that uh, moment where she tries on her prom dress. It's, yeah. And it's just, like, kicks everything back. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, such, this is such a thing. You know, uh, but no, yeah. it's just like how exasperated she is with him and everything and how over it. I just I love it. Right. She love and it. another one of those things that the movie doesn't show you, but it tells you through uh, the character's actions is how tired of his shit. She yeah, is. exactly. Like, yes. She, you can tell that he's been doing this stuff for a while. For a long time. That he's yeah. kind of not prioritizing his family because yeah. of how she just yeah. like we're so tired after an hour. Doesn't want to see. It. Yeah. She's been living with this. I mean, I think I, that's it, that that's really the thing about the movie is it like it is so good at giving you that anxiety mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do next because he's so you know up against the wall at different points. But in you're story. invested in it. I know some people like are just not with it. Like they just they're disgusted with him, and when they see him make a decision, they don't want to see it play out. We're right. like, I can't believe you're doing this. But then you're in with him. You're like. Is he crazy enough to actually get this through? Yeah. So that's where I, I really enjoy the movie of its back and forth. Uh, like you had brought up the Instagram thing, because um, mm-hmm. it, it, it made me want to go back and scroll to see if that was an actual <laughs> picture. Because it makes it feel like a biopic, where it's like, yeah. oh, this is what that's led what up to the explanation of this Instagram picture. Like it's a hot one segment trying <laughs> yeah. to describe how that ended Seriously. up on his Insta or something. Uh, I do want to bring up some other characters. Trinidad James was in this movie. Yeah. Is he allowed to be working? Doesn't he still owe people money? Like, what's he doing in productions? 
Uh, another how thing he's that, paying people back. Probably. <laughs> another thing is... Uh, but that also that's also another one of those things that helps sent it in 2012. Yes. You know? Well, you're like, how did you get... It, here's one of the things, and we and I bring this up because we had this conversation a little aside, uh, but we had this at TIFF. We were talking about my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and yeah. how Kanye recorded that album and how he was able to have all these different things. The Safties have found themselves in a play box where they can use NBA footage, where they can get an NBA star, where they can get the weekend yeah. Grammy nominated. NBA champion. You know, these aren't just like side stuff. Some of those, uh, Stoudemire and Joel Embiid were also considered for the role before it went to who I yeah, think Joel was the Embiid best one. Uh, got a special thanks on the movie. I know. Joel Embiid would have been hilarious, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think Kevin Garnett did a fantastic job. Like, yeah. if he ended up getting some, uh, I don't know, awards buzz for like a, like a, one of the random ones, like, he gets a surprise nomination, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Kobe got an Oscar. Why not? Kobe got an Oscar. Um, but just the way that they're able to combine everything to make it feel like, is this a segment in their lives? I thought was fantastic. Uh, I'll, I'll throw a little bit of love to Eric Bogosian, uh, who played the, uh, the, oh, yeah. the mob guy who was mm-hmm. in Sandler's family. I think he's got a really compelling presence. Uh, like, that that sternness and how he's just completely over uh, all of Sandler's attempts to pay him back. Yeah. Uh, like I he's really tried helping him. Movie too. Yeah, yeah. You can see it. It's, like, it. it's that that line between family and business, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that plays out in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's the thing though with the Safties is they're really great at casting these roles in a way that nobody feels out of place. Uh, Judd Hirsch has a small part in this movie, mm-hmm. and he just feels like perfectly appropriate as uh, as an uncle to Sandler. So that's what I was saying with the uh, the you had mentioned that in all of the lights, Kanye uses a Grammy award winning legend. Uh, you say it. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about uh, Kanye West as a producer, to go on this weird tangent, is just how good he is at putting people in positions to do their thing perfectly and yes. all of the lights he brings in elton john like elton, elton fucking john, john yeah. not Joel, like a not line edgerton. and a half not edgerton's elton john the yeah. elton john for a line and a half but what did you say about it <laughs> but it's it's what it the, perfects the song it takes what it to that it level needed. you need that's the safties and i bring yeah. this up because i have compared I, I mean amanda one of amanda's first videos how we almost connected was the logic one because i compared yeah. tarantino uh, to, as a, to, to Kanye, the a lot. Stealing, yeah. The art of being able to remix something, and I feel Tarantino and Kanye do that perfectly. The mm-hmm. Safties, their remixing is life. Like they just knew getting the weekend, getting this person in here, and like you said, a bunch of just side characters just to be these little things is the perfect mixture of what they need. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is their second feature. No, no, no. They've made a couple others. How many have they made? Because I've only seen Good Time in this. I know they made a movie called Stinking Heaven, or, oh, or they rather, have a, uh, Heaven Knows shorts. What. Heaven Knows What. I, heaven they knows did Heaven Knows What? Yeah. That's yeah. like the purple. Bro, this movie gave me anxiety. <laughs> this is when I first started hating Caleb Landry Jones before he. Uh, we all hated Caleb Landry Jones when he was in uh, Get Out. Right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you look at Heaven Knows What, Good Time, and, and Uncut Gems, and that's what they're it great at. It makes just like sense. making you tense mm-hmm. and, and like... I just I had like a, a neck ache at the end. This of This movie is like, so disgusting. Like Ten years ago, I would not have been able to watch this movie. Like I've, I've the office has kind of like desensitized me to like certain awkward situations. Cause I used to be the person that right. like you know somebody would it could be like a sitcom and somebody would leave something really important on a table and they'd pan to it and then the person would leave and then you were just basically the rest of the episode is you waiting for that to come yeah. back. I can't handle that, or at least I couldn't. Yeah, this- 
I this would, is a little bit like uh, like Scott's Tots. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is like two hours and fifteen minutes of Scott's Tots, except without the like. I just genuinely believe you were trying to do the right thing, but you're an idiot. This is just like <laughs> you're so up your own ass that you genuinely believe that you can fix these problems by just doing the same things over and over and over again. Ugh, yeah. that's crazy, dude. Uh, the Safties directed Jay Z's Marcy Me music yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't y'all tell me this? Come on. Because you're the one who usually tells us this shit. We just assume you know. I didn't know. My damn dude. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are all big fans of Uncut Gems. Do we want to do a little bit of spoilers, or are you trying to save that? Uh, no, we could we could do a little bit of spoilers, just to hype some people up, because there's always that point where someone's like, ah, you haven't really sold me, I don't know. And I truly believe that sometimes, you know, this is, what are we, about 20 minutes into the video, uh, you guys know this whole spoiler warning thing. People have already seen it. I hope if you're able to screen an early one that you get it. Mm -hmm. uh, but in case you're still not convinced... Hey, that's why they sometimes put endings in movies. Or if you, you have seen it and you want to hear us talk about it, because I know I want to hear people talk about this ending. Yeah. Uh, Again, it is. he saw it twice. So <laughs> let's go. It's worth it even if you know. Uh, yeah, so where do you want to start with this? This is spoiler zone. So, um, I mean, I think it all sort of comes to a head in that meeting he has with Kevin Garnett. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, they're yeah, sitting yeah, down yeah, yeah. together and he's kind of like, he's got to figure out what he's doing with that money. And he and he. Hatches he's a plan. just working and mm -hmm. working and working. At that point, the whole time he's been trying to pay off this bet, but he's trying to see if he can get enough. So he gambles a lot, he gambles a lot with Kevin Garnett almost being his muse because he's taking advantage of the uncut gem that he got as being yeah. the muse as well, even though he doesn't realize it may not be as worth as much as he wants. Mm -hmm. When he's finally right. able to secure the money to end everything, what does a gambler always do? To gamble more. I have an opportunity to get some more. And as mm -hmm. always, that was the loudest gas that we got in our theater. And yet, mm -hmm. after we all went, you idiot, just pay it off and end the movie. It's been two going. hours already. Because he's just looking at it, and then he just keeps going. He's all like, no, Kevin, I believe in you. Yes. He's I like, believe don't you believe in you, in you? Kevin. And he's trying to convince you as well. And you're like, I'm not buying this. And then he opens up the right. window, he's passes it he's over. He's trying to convince himself. He's trying to convince Kevin. Kevin. It's mm -hmm. so I, sick and you see it. But one of the best performances of the year. I don't know. The more we talk about this. But yeah. he does one of those beautiful shots where he opens up the window, passes it to his girl. She takes it. She runs with it. And that yeah. whole Just the final mechanics, mm -hmm. The mechanics of trying to get that final bet placed. Uh, that he schedules her in a chopper mm -hmm. to get her to Foxwoods. Yeah. It, 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 it's just such a uh, tense moment-by-moment moment thing. Like, you're you're waiting for something to go wrong or something to happen. And, and then you're watching uh, you know, the NBA game. He traps the guys mm -hmm. in that, that room. That you see the, the trailers. Yep. Uh, and they're stuck there for an entire game, which if you don't know, NBA games can run. Ooh, hey, how long is an NBA fourth quarter minute? <laughs> like 10? <laughs> <laughs> So the, the yeah, maybe three, four hours breaks. trapped in yeah. that tiny room. Uh, so there's like that entire time, but it all leads up to him actually winning. If you don't watch sports, this movie may may actually make you go, I might catch an NBA game. I might catch the finals <laughs> next year. I was like, yeah. Right? And I'm over here trying it. to remember, wait a minute, who wins this one? Did he win this one? Do they win this game at least? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so intriguing and it leads up to, I think, one of the best endings of the year. I know people are hating the ending. They're hating how it ends. I am personally a big fan of a movie way. called Empire. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It stars John Leguizamo. Yeah, you were telling me yeah. this after we watched Huge it. Huge fan of that movie. I know it practically spoils the ending to that as well. But hey, this is like a 2005 movie. Maybe it's never been on your radar. Highly going to go recommend. Go re I recommend that one. I won't tell you exactly how that one ends. But it also has a very bittersweet, grim ending. Like yeah. a poetic send-off. Yeah. That's what this has. Because the thing with Uncut Gems is it is kind of... 
there's like a perverse beauty in the way that his life all sorts of all kind of comes together Mm -hmm. in the moment where it's gonna fall apart you know Mm -hmm. he finally has figured out the right combination of bets and and things to place his trust in which is interesting yeah uh, and and you know rather than rather than allowing him to benefit from uh, all of those bets paying off, the movie you know shows him the comeuppance of stringing all these people along, and you know it it, it brings him back to reality in a way, yeah. brings us back to reality, and it's really yeah. harsh, but it feels it feels appropriate somehow. Yeah, um, it's definitely like a it's a sad moment, but. <laughs> It, it you feel it coming and and he definitely asked for it it's the yeah. theme in pulp fiction between the two assassins one decides to make a decision to leave the other one doesn't yeah. you see how it goes uh again we were talking well Amanda, i'm curious to know your thoughts on the ending i was good with it like it's got that shock factor that i think uh it really kind of needed but i can kind of understand why like you kind of go through all that and then you get to the end why some people be like well what was what was the point Right, right. What was the point? You know, but like that's life, man. Like, yes, well, you not would everything be more upset has. If it ended the other, if it ended another way, then you'd be like, well, that's that's even worse. What is yeah. this, Joe Care for yeah. gamblers? Is he supposed <laughs> to let them out of that room and they'll just forgive him and go on their way? Like, yeah. that's another are, thing. Uh, these are be- gun-toting criminals. Yes, that between are like Phil, <laughs> I think his name is Phil. I want to say he was actually the one who was Keith Richards, the actor. Uh, yes, this is only yes. real. We thought for a second it was Keith Richards, the artist. Um, but as Phil, I think it's Phil, and then I don't know who, who the other guy would be. They're the goons who have been, If again, if you rewatch the movie from their perspective, think of the theater scene. Think of yeah. them outside. Think of, the, think of all the chasing, the fountain scene, all the chasing they've done with this guy. Like, they're done. <laughs> they are done. And then he locked them in a room for three-something hours? Yep. What else would you do when you come out? These are not people. They, they're not mob bosses. They're no. the, the handlers. They're the handymen. Yeah. They're the icemen. So that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know they're going to get caught. Yeah. But I love, one of you two brought this up, that even after that, the movie still ends with what expression on his That's me. That, the fucking smile, man. The smile. That smile never leaves us. Everyone's all like, so you're like, we're finally free of this stupid motherfucker. And then, no, you're looking, and it's just smile. That like, weird little smirk he's got. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. it's really good. It's one of the most stacked years for uh, performances, and they've all they're all mm. coming at the end of the year. There's a lot that Zach's been able to catch that we haven't been able to. Uh, I know Amanda has a bunch of picks. It it's so stacked. This is gonna be a good Oscar season because I've been saying this is a good year for movies. Yeah. Someone was telling yeah. me I was overhyping a lot of movies. I was like, it's just a good year. Nah, it's Tiff a lot. was like, there's a lot. Really stacked. Tiff was like better than Sundance this year. Like I would you say, said. yeah. Both still, I'm sure we'll. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into this into another video, but there's probably about 15 legitimate best actor candidates this year. Say that again. I mean, I might be underselling it. There might be 15 More. legitimate best actor, actor candidates this year. That's crazy. I mean, you know, we did, we came off of Rami Malek winning for Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> a lot of people said that uh, Rocket Man might have been a better performance, and I don't think Taron Edgerton is sniffing Oscars no. this year. No, I don't think and so. And I love him. I love his performance mm-hmm. there. It was so good. For my next magic trick. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Uh, so, any final thoughts on Uncut Gems? I'm just gonna say, one. definitely give it a go. Um, yeah. But don't even be if it's not your cup of tea. If, like, some people just just know yourself. Like some people just aren't gonna be able to handle this. But it's mm. worth trying to get through anyways, because like, man, Adam Sandler's back. Like I, I've been saying this. Somebody forgot to tell Adam Sandler that he's washed up. <laughs> 
and he just he just oh, brought we're, it back. Oh, we're 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 good. We're Adam Sandler stands, especially Zach. Zach goes way back with with Sandler. I believe he it. Sandler's my boy. Yeah, but now he he's just been like Adam he's Sandler. just been making movies. It's like oh, we got a bunch of money to make movies with my friends. Like who cares? It's like he does. Yes, does he go on vacation Adam with Sandler his friends and calls it a movie? <laughs> Adam Sandler is my favorite actor who I only enjoy like 5% of his work. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Zach had said, Zach had said, it's the Sandler hiatus. It's you only get a good Sandler movie every what, five, eight years? Every seven years. Every he, seven. He's like, he like cicadas or something. He just comes yes. out every <laughs> decade. He decides, he decides to just flourish and be like, right, I'll give you guys like one of the best yeah. performances of the year. And then I'll give but, you Ridiculous 7. But what I was saying uh, when I came out of that movie is this is like the, the stark, raving, mad cousin of his work in Punch Drunk Love. The, yeah. the anxious energy of Punch Drunk Love and mm-hmm. the, the, the depressive nature of his character mm-hmm. is flipped into this like angry ball of, of gambling <laughs> and, and Judaism. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so funny. They even give him a blue suit in this movie. Uh, <laughs> that is I, true. I, yeah, that one. I thought it was great. I thought it was that, so Along great, with the good timeline. Again, that, along with the good timeline, along with a bunch of other things they put in the movie, the Safties are just going, hey, if you know, you know. It's some of the best Easter eggs. It's some of the best references yeah. and metaphors because they don't feel like it. It's almost like, wait, what did you, you know when you listen to a rap song and you got to return like, it a bit? What was that punch? Yeah, what yeah. is that? That is the blue suit from yeah. Punch Drunk Love. It's way too close to call. Did you guys have, uh, I'm got one more question. Do you have any favorite scenes? I'm just... Going back through the movie, and I met, I realized we didn't even mention the auction scene, which is so oh, good yeah. and hurts so much. <laughs> yeah, that was like, there's so many wild moments in that. Um, are we spoiling? Are we doing spoilers? Or? Yeah, we're past spoilers. Yeah, well, because like the whole thing is that, you know, it starts with him. It actually starts with the gem being harvested from um, Uganda. Yeah, Ethiopia? Ethi- Uganda. Uganda, I'm pretty sure. No, not Uganda. Maybe e- Ethiopia. It Ethiopia. It's Ethiopia. Yeah. And like that's actually like a huge thing. Like I was like I'm working on a video where it compa- like it's like taking the fact that like that is a thing and that all of these people who are like super like pro earth, pro human rights, pro everything for some reason believe in like healing gems and are buying these things that like people are dying in third world countries to harvest for them. So it's got that mm-hmm. whole wild aspect right there from the beginning. But he is positive mm-hmm. that based on the that's clarity right. and what it is, it's worth a million upwards of a million dollars. He thinks this thing's worth bank. And then finally he manages to get it back from Kevin Garnett long enough to get appraised. Oh, dude, you... That's so good. What you said... And then then he just finds out it's worth like a fraction of what he thought it was. So he has to, instead of just, you know, leveling or just trying to privately sell it to Kevin, they decide they're going to scam the situation by getting somebody to start putting fake bets in to try to drive up the price. And if he had just stopped one second beforehand, it would have worked. He paid for his own stupid thing. He had yeah. a Venmo his uncle the money. Yeah. <laughs> but when you said, I forgot about the beginning because it's yeah. not just them harvesting. Somebody the hurts themselves. Like Somebody yeah. hurts themselves. All they needed to show us was where it came from. Okay, got it. But they took the time to tell you, look at how, no, look at how hurt the guy is. He's yeah. not going to make it. Yeah, he is like bleeding Anyways, on the ground. Anyways, here's Adam Sandler have... and uh, what he's doing with what a guy just died for. Kevin! He di- Kevin! He died for <laughs> He died for the stone. Yeah. And then, and then Kevin who dies comes because back of with the that. St- One of my favorite exactly. lines Kevin comes back with, it's like, now that this is all said and done, you got the money yeah. on the butt, how much did that cost you? Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, Kevin, I thought I was going to sell for a million dollars. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. I spent good money on it. And he like, he clearly, he says something like 50 grand. And you know, it's nowhere near 50 grand that he paid yeah. for that thing. And it's just, 
It's just wild. That, yeah, and like, Kevin calls him out on it. You, yeah. you spent this much and you're going to make this Too much, much money. money. Yeah. He's like, that's that life. The, this is how I win. Yeah, this is how I, I win, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> this is my thing. But it's just insane to see that the, the movie begins with someone dying for that stone. And mm-hmm. then it ends with someone dying, dying for, for that, that stone. stone. Man, the safety's got one. Come on. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I can't wait for more people to catch Uncut Gems. It's definitely one of the best of the year. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's about it for this edition of Let Us Explain on Intercut. You can yeah. catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at ZShevich. Or check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show. Amanda, where can people catch more from you? Uh, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Letterboxd. Please follow me on Letterboxd. Instagram, everything's Amanda the Jedi. It's nice and easy to find. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. And Art, where can people find more from you? The Diamond District, uh, <laughs> getting some Furbies, but you can also see Foxwoods me, Casino. See me, see me uh, putting them on my Instagram. I see you slinging like him. Right? I can yeah. go in there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you can find me tweeting all those pictures over at the A to Z show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Let Me Explain, and every week here on the Intrica Podcast. Yes, you can listen to every episode of the Intrigue Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. I like Overcast. And then make sure you subscribe not just to the audio feed, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash uh, YouTube.com slash Intercut Pod. You can catch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest entertainment for you. Also, find new episodes of Intercut every week, as well as the Lettuce Explains that we've been putting out on the channel. Please leave us a comment, like the video, considering heading over to iTunes to give us a five-star, five-star review. And like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. All of them are at Intercut Pod to get updates throughout the week from Amanda, from Art, from me, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, this is how I win. Boom. Ooh. No, I'm, I'm going to go wild on this one, just so you know. I'm going to be cutting each other off, because that's the point of this movie. Yeah. I know someone said the it other is. day, it's Dude, like, stop cutting each other off. i fucking claustrophobic, just by audio, just exactly. by conversations. I was like, I want the conversation to be like exactly like the like it is in the movie. Uh, the other day, someone told us stop talking over each other. And I know I tend to do it a lot, but I was like, that's why I love this movie because yeah. I it's love real, just man. having this. I want to be like at a bar talking movies with other people. And when you're talking yeah. movies with other people, you don't go, all right, Amanda, and now it's your turn. Here's yeah. the talking no, stick. No, 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 we're in, 